Hey, what is going on, guys? Welcome to the new episode of Level 1 Sidekicks. My name is Tigo. My name's John. Um, lots of things happened this past week. Oh, it's quite a lot of stuff. We had so much stuff we wanted to like, talk about. We had to cut out like half of the stuff. Yeah, just because it would it would be like a nine overwhelming. Hour yeah, know. like and no one wants to listen to us talk for nine hours. Yeah, there was hardware news, software news, movie news, news news. <laughs> Man, so many things have dropped, and, and I, so much interesting things that I'm like. So sad that we can't talk about, but we just cut it down to the essential sense. E3 is gaming. We're just going to keep it gaming and movie, TV kind of stuff. Dude, Entertainment. Especially especially because, and there's something that I wanted to talk about I didn't even add to the list, which is Phase 4 and 5. Oh, yeah. Dude, there's the Marvel. So, oh, there's so much possibilities like with that. It's not just possibilities. We got confirmations. Kevin Feige has come out and confirmed a lot of information. And, like, E3 is three weeks away. And I've got to come out and say it. And they I've, already got the schedule out. Dude, the schedule's out. It looks incredible. And I've got to admit it. I was wrong. He was wrong. Sony is not going to be at E3. And that blows my mind. And I feel like the reason they did that is because they're gradually um, announcing the things they will naturally announce in E3. Like, the, they announced that they're going to be Ryzen. They're going to release sometime after Ryzen processor does release. But I don't think it's that, man. I don't know... I think that I this like is the start of the death of E3. Because here's my thing, right? I, I, I think it was last year Sony did a presentation around the same time as E3, but they did it in New York. But they were still at E3 because at E3, they rented out two full conventions, like, like, the, the conve like halls, yeah. just for PlayStation stuff. And now that they don't, like E3, they, they still rented out that space. They had to find new people to fill it. And that it, it's kind of weird for E3. I think it gives Microsoft a big jump, like in the public eye, personally. What do you mean by a big jump? So, like we know what's going to come out. Like not that we know, but we know we're getting announcements. Yeah, we don't know with PlayStation. We, we, like, we don't even have a PlayStation 5 confirmed. Like, we don't, at all. all. All we know is a next-gen PlayStation We're eventually getting a next-gen Eventually, we're getting a next gen, but we don't. We're not even sure it's PlayStation Five. I know it could be a PS4 Ultra. Like I was literally gonna say PS4 Ultra, but like that's my thing. But we know we're getting a new. Um. Okay, we have the names for the projects. There's two project names. I forget what they're Athena called. Or something like that? No, I don't. It's I don't remember. With an A. I, I don't remember it being an A. I remember it being a T and an R. Does not matter. But we have these two project code names. They're called Xbox something and Xbox something. And they've confirmed it's next-gen. And we know what games are coming out next-gen, too. So, like, we have confirmed Gears of War 5. And they've confirmed that they're doing cross-platform play with Gears of War 5. Which is really, Dude, really that's, big that's news. It's huge. Cross-platform from PC to Xbox. And, like, and, I, and they're doing this with many, many games. And it's just And the one that, gets you, that, that should get you excited is Halo 5. They confirmed it. Halo is it, 5 is, is going to be um, partial cross-platform no. or full cross-platform? Cross-platform. So it's going to also be available PC, on PS4? It's going to be... No. So that's partial. No, because cross-platform does not... Cross-platform yeah, cross is cross-platform. Cross all platforms. No, I, 
Partial is when mm, it limits at least some of them. No, I think of it as differently. I think cross-platform is when you can play with another platform entirely, and partial cross-platform is certain aspects. I think that's just us, depending aspects. on the person how they define it. 100%, I agree. But what I, what I think when I think partial cross-platform is there are certain games that only have certain aspects like, and certain like You can only play like campaigns together online. Exactly, yeah. where you can't play multiplayer or things like that. Where peace, Where Halo 5, they've come out and they've said that it's going to be PC focused. Oh, that's going to be great. It's going to be they're going to have a big focus on PC gaming. They're trying to bring that back. They're going to have a huge focus on esports, which I think is very very smart. They're going to have the customizability that you had back in Reach, which is incredible. Reach was a fun game. Not Some just don't like a, it. I don't know why. Well, it was a different game, and it was it was the first. I feel like it was the first Halo. It was Master, Master Chief. No, it was the first Halo to truly change the mechanics of Halo. You know what I'm saying? It was the first Halo with a sprint. We never had sprint before. Because you can't count ODST. ODST was only single player. Fantastic. I know you haven't played it. You I should play it. it. I love that story. But, like, Reach was the first game that kind of brought us into that, hey, this is kind of Call of Duty-esque. You know what I'm saying? It, it got it out of that, this is just this guy that's walking through the battlefield to this guy who can now sprint and stuff and it yeah, well, you, 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 you got to under, understand uh, the armor, you know, it's way too heavy to run. <laughs> no, I, 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 like, you can come up with all the myth and the lore, but I think that's what changed it. Halo had such a diehard fan base in the same way that Gears of War had a diehard fan base and Call of Duty had a diehard fan base, and they did not cross-contaminate. Like, if you liked Halo, you didn't like Call of Duty, you didn't like Gears. But if you liked Gears, you didn't like Call of Duty, you didn't like Halo. If you liked Halo, you didn't like Gears, you didn't like COD, like... They had their own set-in-stone communities, but as Call of Duty went into jetpacks, we got that a lot more Halo players coming into Call of Duty. Yeah. And as Halo went more Call of Duty, you got a lot more Call of Duty players. Halo 5 was the first Halo that really got me excited about it because it was, this, it was really close and similar to what I gotten used to with Call of Duty. I was a Call of Duty player. And so Halo 5, I think that's really exciting. Because you might Including now... Including says they're going like, to announce an E3. Oh my gosh, I hope they get a release, release date. date. They've confirmed we're getting released. Oh, we're getting E3. released. I, oh. I think if I've read correctly, I read the article a couple days ago. I should have saved it. I'm sorry I didn't. But I'm pretty sure we're getting a full trailer. We're getting a full trailer. And I think we're getting a release date. To coincide with the release date of the new console. So I think E3 for Xbox is going to be, here's the new console, Xbox... Super Sega, awesome, Super Sega Xbox. Super, I, thought you, no. I literally thought you were gonna say Super Sega. Super Sega Cube Advanced. Just taking all of the old consoles and putting them in, in one SP. There's oh. <laughs> like the but, Switch, right? But I think we're getting that in there. So I think their order goes: here is the new. No, here is the new game. Here is Gears of War Five. Here's Halo Five. Here's other game IPs that I forget right now because they're <laughs> not as important. Here's other game IP that I forget because it's not that important. Oh, hey, all of this is coming out on the new next-gen console. And then at the end of the presentation, boom, here's the new next-gen console. And um, uh, I think next week, pro yes, next week, they're going to release a Smash update uh, 6.1, I believe. Man, they're already on six updates on Smash? Oh, no, I'm just making up a number. <laughs> Anyways, uh, they're going to release an update, which 
I believe it's mainly focused for the Smash tournament they're going to have at E3. So yeah, they're bringing the they're bringing the Nintendo World Championships. Is that I think that's what they call it. They're bringing it to E3, and that's like the first part of their schedule. Like the world champion, yeah. The ultimate world champ. No, but they the whole thing because they also have Pokemon. They have Smash. Splatoon. Smash, they have Splatoon. Super Mario. They have a Super Mario one. Super Mario Maker Two Invitational. Okay, so that's just the announced. I know what that is. Um, it's kind of like a speed run with blind levels. It's really really cool. Like if you have a chance, I would recommend watching the AGDQ or SGDQ Super Mario Maker races. They're super fun to watch. Um. And it's just because they're pulling off, like, these insane, crazy Mario tricks that, like, you don't expect to see. It's really, really fun. But that's another thing that's really, really exciting is the Nintendo announcements because we're getting our smaller version of the Nintendo Switch announcement. Oh, yes. And we're getting the and new more powerful the Switch Pro or whatever they're calling it announcement. And that's including new releases and things like as that. As well as the market sale value. The what? Uh, MSRP. MSRP or something like that? MSRP? There we go. Oh, no yeah, more. what they're going to sell for. Um, Market sell price, yeah. Um, so that's like, it's manufacturer's retail. Manufacturer's like retail, retail sale pro- price. Yeah. MS, no, manufacturer's. MSR. Ah, who gives ah, a okay. crap, man? Because <laughs> uh, the thing is manufacturer's all we know is recommended. We, we it should be M- yeah, it's recommended. It's, I know so it's recommended. I know it's price. sale, and I know it's price. I don't know in what order. Why Man, are we I know stuck on this? Area. Oh, um, but we digress. But we're going to get a lot of new things for the Switch, and I think a big announcement, should, I think, would be a lot of AAA titles. I think we're going to get an announcement for AAA and titles. And one of them is probably going to be Death Stranding. No, that's a no? PlayStation 4 exclusive. Yeah, but no, I'm talking about, like, as an announcement, like, the, the release date. Dude, who knows? Bro, it's Sony. They're not going to be at E3. That'd be the perfect time to do it. I know, right? Oh, like, it is Sony, isn't it? It is. It's a Sony exclusive. Like it's the same. I think it's the same people uh, it, that make. Death um, Stranding is killing a lot. I of think people. it's the team that did. Man, what's the what's what's Lara Croft but for Sony? Tom the Clancy? guy. What? Tom Clancy. No, uh, not Tom Clancy. Tom Clancy so. Tomb Raider, but for Uncharted. There it is. Uncharted. The, I think it's the same team that's doing Death Stranding. No, it's Kojima. It's the guys who make Metal Gear. Yeah, Kojima. That's it. That's yeah. Metal Gear. Kojima's making now. it for. It's Sony. It's a Sony exclusive. And can we just get a release? Can we just get a trailer? Not this, hey, here's teaser, a teaser. teaser, after teaser. Here's a teaser for the trailer that's coming out The eventually. best we got was like a gameplay, which was him walking the entire time. Yeah, butt-ass naked with a baby. Hey, but that happened that just like two like E3 questions. goes. That happened like three, 5,000 E3 goes. It might have been last year, but in gaming world, like that's like a million years ago. Man, it's just one of those things where like – can you just give us info? Like, why did you not go to E3? And if you're not going to go to E3, great. Have a presentation on one of those days. Like, you have a you have a theater that's literally named after you in New York. It's literally called the Sony Theater. You also they? Yeah, they also have one in Toronto. I'm pretty sure it's called the Sony, like, Master Theater. I don't know. They literally have two theaters named after them in two major cities in North America, not even in the U.S. In North America, they've got them in two countries. Can you just schedule something so we can watch? Like I'm excited. I, I want to know what Sony is gonna do. Like I, I'm really excited at what Sony's gonna do because I think the Microsoft announcement is so big. There's so many things slated there. What is Sony gonna do to compete with it? Like, dude, I think they blew their horn. Okay, we're gonna get a Last of Us two release date. We're supposed to. 
supposed to get a Last of Us 2 release date soon. We're supposed to get, like, a Death Stranding release date soon. There's another game that I can't remember the title, but it's supposed to be a AAA title. We're supposed to get the release date soon. And it's just like, okay, what's soon? I know when to expect. Like, you can put it on your calendar. Here's the day to ask off or call off from work because the Microsoft releases at this time. And I need to make sure I can watch the whole two-hour presentation <laughs> or however long it's going to be. And it's just like... You can't do that with Sony right now because you you just don't know what's coming. Well, uh, like uh, Nintendo's also uh, released uh, news on their live uh, stream that they're going to perform. Isn't it called like the? Isn't there a thing June? called the Treehouse or something? Like Nintendo yeah, Treehouse. Yeah, I think that's something. Like that. Yeah, something like that. Well, uh, it's going to be like June fifth. They're going to announce the Sword and Shield gameplay and all the more information about it. Which is before we get into Sword and Shield, I did want to touch it about a. Really briefly, because Sword and Shield, that's a big deal. It for, is. For, it, the next-gen Pokemon game. Yeah, and like, lots of it's a big deal. But I want to talk about something that's a little bit less of a big deal. What is? Which is Crypt of the Necrodancer doing oh, a Legend yeah. of Zelda spin-off. Crypt of the Nec- so, for those of you who don't know, Crypt of the Necrodancer is a fantastic roguelike game. And if you, so you don't like know essentially what roguelike games, I'm going to give you a horrible explanation. It's where you get like a hero, and you go through, and then if you die... That's it. You just start over from the first level and you keep going. Essentially, you have one life. Yeah, no essentially. And there is a game, like, you can beat it, but it's just all depending on how you play it. But there's some roguelikes where, like, you keep traits over generations. So that's how they play it. So, like, in your first generation, you have zero power-ups. But so as you, you go through the game, you, oh yes, like you can keep powers, like but you can add powers to your next generation. And so... Until you eventually beat, like, the whatever it is, which I think is pretty interesting. A couple of roguelikes that I really enjoy are, like, Binding of Isaac. I love the Binding of Isaac games. The and original they're on the Switch now. For, the original NES for uh, Zelda? Yeah, kind of, I it, guess. It was roguelike. Uh, yeah, like, you essentially only had one life. You No, start... but you could respawn. No, the original one I was playing it the other day. Uh, you die, you die. Oh, is it? Mm, I don't remember playing it. It's been forever since it, I played the It was so one. weird. It's like you could start the sword if you have full HP. Well, yeah, but that's every every Zelda game has that. If you have full HP, the the Master Sword throws a like a boomerang type esque projectile forward. It's been there forever. Um, but yeah, Crypt of the Necrodancer really really interesting because we're getting a Hyrule spinoff. What is it? It's and that's why I mentioned uh, Zelda earlier. Hyrule Cadence. Hyrule Cadence. Yeah. Hi- the, no, it's the Cadence of Hyrule. Is what it's Cadence called. Cadence of Hyrule. Cadence of Hyrule. Which I think is really, really cool. Like, I'm excited. I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Uh, like, I'm coming out next week, it. actually. Yeah, like, I'm going to buy Switch. it. Which is going to be awesome because it's like, I like I already love Legend of Zelda. So, it's um, like my favorite I, I don't know anything about Crypt of the Neck or Dancer. Is it, do you need a listen to uh, the yeah. sound? Well, play? yes and no. I think in the original, I haven't played the original, but I think in the original there's like a... Yes, that's the answer. You don't have to, but if you're playing that game and not listening to the music, like, what are you doing? Well, I generally don't listen to the sound. Well, that's, I, I like that's to play my own podcast, and I mean, like that's my a own mistake. Thing in the First, like there's there's teams of people that get paid millions of dollars to produce compose the sound, the song, not yeah. just compose, but to make the sounds and the things that you experience in games. Like if I play a new game, like that's why we have these expensive headsets, is not to put things over. Like if I'm playing a game for the first time, I'm playing the game full volume. Like, bursting my eardrums because I want to hear every single detail. When there's a jump scare, I want to be scared. And, like, <laughs> does this look kind of where I'm at with it? But Crypt of the Necrodancer, yes, play it with sound on. But it's, 
again, so the idea is you jump from square to square in the game, but to the beat of the music. So there are certain, like, as you get deeper, there are certain songs that the tempo changes. Um, sporadically, right? Well, yeah, not sporadically. It's to a beat, but the tempo changes. So instead of jump, like, jump, jump, oh, jump, so it's jump, jump, getting faster, jump, faster, jump, faster. jump, 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 jump. Oh. And so it's kind of like that. And as you progress in the levels, you get different music. And that's where it gets fun is because you never know what the next level song is going to be. And so you have to hear, like, you have to immediately hear it and know what the beat is and tap along to it. And so it's a cool game because it me- it, it, it meshes your hand-eye coordination Works in the sense of being lifting. able to see what's going on in the screen and react to it. But also your audit, like, your audio interpretation and so you've got to do all of that at the same time it's a it's a game that really uses all of your senses in like playing it except sense of taste no even the sense of taste because when you win the game gives you a cheeseburger and that's the incentive (laughs) to win right um but i'm excited for it honestly it does sound interesting i I, like a unique game i remember watching crypt of the necro dancer streams like I watched them a lot, and I had them on in the background while I would do other games. Because one, the music is incredible. Like it's on my Spotify. Like I have Crypt oh, and Necro Dancers. Um, talking about the music, it's actually like the yeah, Hyrule. Yeah, it's, it's a it's eight bit versions of the Hyrule music, so it's like incredible. But like from all of the games, so we might have like the Wind Waker song in there, or the Ocarina of Time, like the Ocarina of Time song. And for fam, um, Legend of Zelda fans, that's gonna be a big thing. Yeah, because you're just gonna sit there and be like, oh, that's the Deku Tree song. And, and you can like dance along. Like I know I'm gonna be excited, especially because, like I'm gonna sit there and try to figure out which games they came from. Like oh wait, I know this song. This is Twilight Princess, or this is. It's like a little mini game inside the game. Four Swords, exactly. I think it's really really cool, and I just wanted to bring that up really quickly. Sword and Shield is what it's called. Yeah, Sword and Shield. Yes. Take over. Oh, uh, I I pretty much already announced everything that I was gonna say. They are gonna um announce. A little um, details about the game to show some gameplay in the live stream. But that's coming at E3. Yeah, no, no, that's coming at um, June 5th. Okay. Which Isn't is not it. Isn't it like I, right I, around E3? It's around E3, but I don't think it, it is E3. Whatever. Um, so it's right around E3. Let's just say it's somewhere in that E3 time space. They're going to have. But it, where is Sword and Shield going to be playable? Is it Switch? Is it coming it's on gonna Switch? Be, it's going to come out on the Switch. Uh, it's gonna be the next console. It's gonna. But is it also coming on the 3DS? From, from what I heard about um, Sword and Shield, it's actually like a war between continents. Okay, but okay, that's a great story, if that's true, because that obviously changes it. Because what was the last one called again? Uh, Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon. No. No. Yeah, Sun and Moon. Sun and Moon. Like that one was interesting. You're on an island, right? Uh, you're on a vacation island. Yeah. It has a completely different system of um, yeah, because it's leader. not like yeah, it's not like gyms or anything, right? It's just like leaders of the islands. Yeah, the leader of the islands. So it's pretty interesting, and that's saying like that's that was the first game. I didn't play it, but I heard great things because now you finally change it up. And then it came out with uh, let's let's go Pikachu and Eevee, which was really a letdown. Well, I think I think that uh, was to I, kind of try to. I think when they came up with that idea, it was around the time when Pokemon Go came out. Oh, and it on had the subject of Pokemon Go, before hype. I forget, did you hear about what happened in Brazil? I did not hear about anything with Pokemon Go because it's not relevant. <laughs> uh, well, um, I thought it was really interesting, and I think you might actually like this. Um, someone in Brazil rented out, bought out, rent out two theaters, the entire theater, 
for one night. Okay. And he invited all his Pokemon Go community in of Brazil and his friends and family mm-hmm. to watch the screening of uh, Detective Pikachu. It's awesome. I know, right? It's, so, like, it's like, how do you organize something like that? Is like, well, it's like you had to go to the manager and you had to like, well, no, uh, how, how much easy. would it cost to that's, rent it out? That's easy. Like, we but could how do much that money now. would it cost? Well, it depends on the theater. Like, for example, where we're at, if we were to go to an AMC theater, that'd be pretty expensive because we'd have to pay eleven dollars a seat, right? Because that's all. Like, that's it. Like, if you just when the new release date comes out, you can just buy all the tickets. Like, that's not a like that's not hard. The real question is the money. Because, like, we could do that with the West Orange 5. Yeah. Because it's a smaller theater, and they do that. They already, like, you can rent those things out. Like, I had a buddy who, he did his movie release there. Did he? he yeah, he rented out one of the West Orange 5 theaters, and he debuted his uh, movie there. Apparently, it only cost him a couple hundred bucks. He did a GoFundMe uh, for the movie, and he got People it. People helped him in that? Yeah, That's like, it was a whole thing. Like, it was a, it was a documentary series that he did about different... I don't remember, man. It was such a long time ago. But yeah, you can just rent out. Like renting out theaters isn't the hard part. The hard part is how do you get people to go? Like how do you organize something like that? Is it through a forum? Like, like I know you're on a. Like, uh, is it through the uh, Discord uh, channel? I it's it, like through the Discord channel. They like made a pamphlet. They just posted the pamphlet. But like did a people picture. from around Brazil travel there, or was it just locally? I believe it's probably like people around Brazil probably traveled there when they heard the news. Like, hey, sense. it's a free ticket. It's like, why would I go? Well, because if it's $30 yeah, yeah. to just drive there, because gas, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> no, but I think this is a really, really cool thing. It's like, that's a, a cool really, really cool thing. thing. Like, I'd, I'd love to do that. And if they, day. like, got sponsored by Niantic, it would have made, like, a huge thing. But Niantic really doesn't go into that unless you, like, I don't think, that, dude, I them. think that's a huge problem with Pokemon Go. It's like, where's the community involvement? I, I feel like there's, like, little to no um, community involvement. Like, you need a community manager. It's like, like and a, if you have one, fire them and get a better one. It's like uh, they have uh, Reddit, the Silk Road, which is, like, the huge Pokemon information database. But so the Silk Road? The Silk Road. S-I-L-P-H. Silk? Silk. Yeah. Like, uh, it's like, it's like uh, oh, there's, like, a huge, like, tail behind it, but whatever. Whatever. Um, anyways, um, it's, like, uh, where all the information and all the research is done about Pokemon Go. Okay. And then, essentially, uh, they're, they're like, they try reaching out to, to Niantic. Silf Road. I'm sorry. Go continue. They, they try reaching out to Niantic, like, saying, like, we should partner up since we're such a big influence to the Pokemon Go community. But they never get a response back. And and that's, like, because people wonder, it's, like, do they even, like, pay Dude, attention like, to us? like, I... There was a job that I almost applied to with the gaming company, but the problem was that it's in Germany. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what they want from a community, like uh, like a involved community manager is like, we want you on our forum. We want you on Twitter. We want you on Facebook. We want you on YouTube. We want you on every forum platform out there because we need you engaging with the community. I, like, I feel dude, like you get you in the community. It's such a huge like that's, thing. That's a huge thing. Like, man, like what are you supposed to do there? Like, you have to engage with your community. Like, if you don't, you're giving up. Like, that's a that's one of the reasons why, like, Apex, they're not engaging the community, and they've lost 75% of their revenue in the last two months. That's a, like... Yeah, people want more. And keep your community engaged. Dude, why do you think Call of Duty does so well? Because they listen to what they want. It's not a great IP. I think it is, but objectively, it's not. 
because I I can objectively look at it and say this is not a great IP, but they keep their community involved. Every week there's a new and kind of like PUBG Every... Mobile. Did you hear about PUBG, right? Events. PUBG is doing the the Godzilla the event. Godzilla event. Like keep your community involved. I like, know that's a huge thing. Apparently, you've told me this, but the Godzilla movie is getting like a bunch of rave about yeah, it. Yeah, like, like a lot of people are really stuff, enjoying right? it from the premieres and. It's crazy. It's like I wouldn't think of that. It's like just li- reading those news like m- makes me want to go there and watch the movie itself. Like, dude, like that's the thing that I think is incredible is you're getting a lot of this, um, this acceptance from this stuff, and then what you're doing is you're partnering with these companies to have more community engagement. Like, why isn't Niantic doing this? Like, why don't you have partnered events? Why don't you have like a partnered event with like it doesn't. I don't care. Like Marvel, Avengers. Like you can't. You're telling me that we can't have a special Pikachu in a cape that's only available like For at so, movies. I, I know that would be pretty interesting. Dude, actually. like it's so easy. It's so easy to do to keep your community involved and keep them wanting to come back. Like they just released a new Pokemon, didn't they? I think. From uh, what you were telling me. A, sh- a shiny Cressula. Uh, basically, they already released the Cressula. But in the raids, you could actually get a shining version of it. And they released it like See, I knew you were talking Tuesday. about something. I wasn't listening when you talked about it. They released it Tuesday. So if you're interested in Pokemon Go, go go on join a local Discord group and ca- catch that shiny crest, I guess. Uh, don't go play Pokemon Go. Don't <laughs> reward them for not being involved with their community. But that's like one of those things where it's like, dude, you got to have community engagement. And I think this is a really, really weird transition. But I think this is a great transition because it shows where the community gets so involved that they cause major changes. I think you know where I'm going with this, but it's Sonic the Hedgehog, right? They release yeah. the poster, they release the trailer, they get such a huge backlash that they turn around and do what? They go and alter how Sonic looks. And then they look at the the plan of it and they say, oh crap, so this is going to take a lot more work than we originally yeah. intended, and we're not going to release a bad movie, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to... Push it back four months. Oh, we, they they push it back from November eighth to February fourteenth. Isn't that Valentine's Day? Is it? I think it is. Because my sister's birthday is February fifteenth, and she's yeah, that's Valentine's Day. Hey, babe, we're going on a date, and we're watching Sonic the Hedgehog on Valentine's Day. <laughs> but it's just like, like that's that's dedication. That's, that's like feedback, like listening to the feedback. That's community uh, involvement. It's like this. Sorry, fans. We know that you are anticipating this film, but we do want to um, tailor to your want um, to tailor to your liking, man. Exactly. You told us. We listened. We adapted. We, we altered changed. it, but we saw that it wasn't great enough, and we could do better. And that's my thing. Is like, where is the co- like? That's what that's what you need nowadays is community involvement. I've been playing Including a lot of like in the 21st century where everything's social. Dude, social media runs everything, and I've been playing a lot of like indie kind of FPS PC games. Yeah, well, I've noticed Battle Scar. Like, oh no. Um, so I, dude, I've just been playing a bunch of different things just to kind of try to find something that like keeps me entertained. And I found like, if I don't have just one IP, if I have like four or five games that I can play, like I can keep myself entertained. And that's kind of what I found myself doing is playing a bunch of these different games and like that's my thing is is like some of these games are trying to actively keep you involved they've got these discord channels where you can talk to the devs they're releasing new weekly up weekly updates on free to play games dude 
free-to-play first-person shooters with new guns, new skins, new everything. And like, that's what made Apex Legends like originally appealing. It was free-to-play. Yeah, but you're telling me Apex Legends, with a team as big as they have, with Respawn having a team as big as they had, where they're delaying the release of the next Titanfall game. And they game, are getting funded by loot boxes as well. They can't develop something that will make... You, you know. can't give me weekly updates? What? You can't... What? Dude, it's not that hard. It, it isn't hard to, like, skin a gun with, like, a Avengers theme on it. Like, well, maybe you'd have to, like... Yeah, but it, it doesn't even be Avengers theme. You could do superhero themed. Superhero, yeah. Like, whatever. Just have something to keep people involved. Man, we went back to Legend... What was it, last night? Two nights ago? No, it was last night. What are we talking about? Where we played Legends again. Apex again. Was it last oh, night? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was last night. It was last night. We played... We said... I said... I looked at John. I was like, John, you want to go play Apex Legends? And he goes, why do you want to play Legends? And I was like, that that should not be the reaction. That should not be the reaction. It should the be... Reaction yeah, should let's be go. Like, Heck yeah. Let's go play Apex Legends. And then we played, what, two games before we got bored? And then we ended up playing uh, Rainbow Six. Yeah. Like, I got you into Rainbow Six trying to start teaching you the ropes. And I was like, dude, I had way more fun doing that. One, because... I'm good, kind of good at the game, kind of okay. I'm like average at the game, and you're not good at it because you you don't play first person shooters on well, PC. My aim was excellent. I just had bad positioning, and I always like and map awareness. But again, it's, it's one like, of those I, things. I, that, like, I literally like FPS went like up that. to a window and I looked into the camera, like with a window like like point blank on me. No, 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 no. Here's what it is. He walked into a middle of a hallway, and there's a window with an enemy in it, right there. There's a hallway with an enemy in it right there. Like, there's literally... Oh, and I found out after the fact that there was an enemy behind us coming from the hallway behind us. So, I wanted to keep him alive so that he could just run into aim duels and get the headshots. And he did very, very well. That's not the problem. But he decided that I'm going to walk into the middle of this hallway in view of three enemies... And just pull up my, my droid thing to look at the cameras to see if there's enemies. When I literally seconds before said, there's a guy in the window and there's a guy in the hallway. Look at the hallway. And he goes, camera. I'm like, John, what are you doing? So I, but on so, my defense, I did kill the enemy that he was talking about. He did. He did. Because I killed the guy in the window and kept you alive. <laughs> like, dude, there was like, but it comes, I think it comes from the fact that I think you played a lot more JRPGs. Yes. Then you did FPSs. Yeah, JRPGs were my games. I played FPSs. That's all I did. So I just have, I think, natural map awareness. Even if I don't know the map, I naturally know to go into a corner. I I naturally know to hide behind something. I naturally know that, hey, I'm in the middle of a hallway. Someone can come from behind me. I either need to make sure my teammate is there or I need to GTFO. And you didn't have that. But all of this comes back to, I love Rainbow Six Siege. We should play some after this podcast, <laughs> after we're done editing it. But great game. Community involvement. That's another thing. They have community involvement. I just think Niantic has so – there's so much Niantic can learn from these other games. Like, like There's so much gaming news going on. How do you think the, um, they will react like, to the, 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 the tariff that's going on with China? 
Well, Niantic doesn't have a problem with that because the phones, like, they'll just move yeah. to Korea. Like, okay, so for you, all of you that don't know, we're getting a 25% tariff on all imported. It's, it's not confirmed, but they are, like, talking about it. They had a meeting and everything about it. Okay, so there's the a law. meeting having that the proposed thing is to put a 25% tax on anything that comes Imported in from China. Imported goods from China, yes. Okay, and so the whole idea is to bring manufacturing back to the States. Yes. Which I think is stupid. I don't think manufacturing is the future. If China wants to have manufacturing, go ahead. I think the future is technology, and I think that's where we want to be, is in software development and things like that and tech development. If China wants to make it cheaper, great. But that's that's getting way too political. But whatever. And uh, So what that affects, though— Hawaii? Hawaii? Hawaii is going to have a real—not just a hard time. No, no, they're actually not. I actually, I think they're, I actually they're read an article. I actually read an article where it says the only problem that they're gonna face is the Intel chips that they have on their. Um, but don't they already desktop. make those in China? No, it's a uh, Intel's a U.S. based company. Well, a lot of this these is, companies are U.S. based. This this like they every single every single part of their um, components are their their um, they made them make themselves. But even in even, the U.S. No, in China. Oh, that's what I'm saying. They make everything except the chip in China. Intel or Huawei? Intel. Huawei makes every, all their parts because the Intel chip. But the Intel chip is made in China. Is it? Yeah, they're not U.S. They're U.S. based company, but that doesn't mean crap. Microsoft's also yeah, a U.S. based company. Yeah, but from what I read the, from the article, it's just like they, they announced that the only problem will be the Intel chips. And um, they already have the operating system because we talked about it last yeah, week. Yeah, they, they, they've been working on their own operating system for the yeah. longest time because they predicted three, this they, was They've uh, predicted for like – they've been working for three years, and the only reason they haven't released it is because they want to keep their um, – their relationship up with Google. Yeah, it's a good relationship to have. And since they, the relationship is already destroyed, they're going to release it next month. But what does that do for Huawei's thing like worldwide? And how does that affect us currently with the things that we have? Do no, Huawei is going to also state that. Um, Are they going to ship U.S. Th still? They're still going to ship to U.S. like in a year after they release the OS or something like that. Yeah, but that's so far out. Like, let's look at the more immediate things. Like, what happens to the pricing of computer chips and things? Computer it's chips. It's still cheaper. Game, gaming stuff. All that stuff are going to go I up still if this travel come. Dude, I think the answer there is you just go to another, like, Southeast Asia, like, country. You just go to, like, Korea or you go to Singapore or Taiwan. <gasps> like... It's still cheaper, like especially if you look at these new minimum wage laws. Minimum wage laws that are gonna pass, dude. It's whether you believe it's moral or not. It's still cheaper to pay someone. Like in China, they pay people like two dollars a day to make iPads all day. Like that's yeah. why they can sell a million of them. Like now, whether you believe it's moral or not, that's a different story, and I don't want to get into it. But companies are ruthless. They're they cutthroat. Like it's kill or be killed. It's only the big dog gets to eat the wonderfulness of capitalism but it kind of sucks in some of those aspects and that's why i don't think manufacturing is the future but like we're gonna get affected we because are these are time. infrastructures that are gonna have to move like let's just talk things that matter to us let's talk cell phones tablets laptops computers gaming systems and not all the other stuff right all the other like regular things that are made like plastic toys yeah like, I, I, I just wanted to mention it no no, no yeah but like i want to talk about it a little bit because like do we see – do these companies bite the bullet and keep the prices the same, or do they charge that on us yeah, as the and, consumer? And if they do decide to not change the price, 
that means the the workers will be suffering. They will be working harder or making less money. Uh, no, because that doesn't affect it. The workers make the same amount of money. The problem is the companies lose money. And what you do at that point, like if I'm Microsoft and I'm making these Xboxes in China and now I get this 25% tariff for anything coming into the States, I just move it to Mexico. Yeah, but the, Or I just move it to Singapore or Taiwan. But the entire Taiwan. moving thing is going to... Transition is going to be a huge impact. Okay, but, but overall, but these are companies, the yeah, but these are but, major companies that can afford it. You're correct. It's a multi-million dollar move. But there are things that could be like this, um, considered like, will the 25% actually be a permanent thing or could it or, be temporary? Or the other thing too is like, can you get around that? Could you have all of the pieces made in China but assembled elsewhere? Because like Oakley's like that. Oakley, they claim to be U.S. made. No, they're assembled in the U.S. There's a difference, right? And I know that, that that's also I work, a clever workaround. Uh. There, that's a, that, if that's a workaround where you can still make the things in China, you just have an assembly factory somewhere else, that's different. Because then you could just set up an assembly factory in, like, Mexico. Yeah. Which is still – where it's still cheaper to hire labor in Mexico. And it's a cheaper – like, you still have to ship it across the, the country. Like, the globe, I'm sorry. Right, but instead of just shipping it from China to the U.S., you would ship from China to Mexico or assemble China it. to Japan. Someone no, Japan, it wouldn't be. US. It wouldn't be Japan. Japan has a lot of things like that. You got to go to cheap labor places. So it would be China to Taiwan, China to Singapore, China to Korea. So Maybe Korea. Korea. I don't know about Korea or Mexico. I think those are the. I think those are the places. I think you go. No, to, I think Mexico will be too far. No, it's closer to the U.S. It doesn't matter ship it has to come back to the US eventually. Yeah. It's the major market. So it has to leave well not necessarily. Here's what you do, ready? You just create a home base in Mexico or you just go to like Hong Kong which is technically a different country or you go to Taiwan or, or Singapore just like I said or like you said and you assemble only the US made consoles over there. Yeah. That might be cheaper because the rest of the world doesn't have the tariff. I forget that the US doesn't dictate laws for the whole world yeah that's dictates laws. so europe won't have this canada won't have this mexico won't have just this. ship it elsewhere you just you literally put it on a boat or on a, on a truck and you go across one of the borders like assemble them in russia is it expensive to assemble things in russia <laughs> who knows but I, th I think it's an interesting take because like it's kind of like the thing we talked about with belgium last last week yeah with right? uh loot boxes where they consider them gambling now it's like now you're affecting – like, I get what you're trying to do here, right? You want more things to come to the U.S. Great. Awesome. Do you, boo-boo. But now you're affecting everything. You're affecting like, the consumers, is, the corporations. Like, corporations are not going to just bring jobs back. They still want to save money. So they would rather spend millions of dollars to create these facilities in places where there's cheap labor than to bring it back to the States where you have to pay the workers $15 an hour. So, it's a whole it's a whole debacle. Let's not talk about it. Uh, so while we're in the topic of building stuff, let's talk a little bit about um Minecraft. Minecraft. So I you showed me this, and I did not read it. You put the link. Yes. And I did not read it. And I ended up but the it. title of what you put down, I'm just gonna read it. It says Minecraft for language learning. So before you get into it, I just want to talk about a little bit about my time with Microsoft. For those of you who don't know, um. I'm a huge Microsoft fanboy. I love them. And the reason for it is because I worked for Microsoft for about three years. 
did a lot of different things with Microsoft. I loved my time at Microsoft. I loved that company to death. They had me drinking the Kool-Aid. <laughs> I ain't going to lie. I love that company. I've got Windows shirts. I've got Intel shirts. It's one of the reasons I love Intel so much is because of when I worked at Microsoft. Um, and so Microsoft, when I was there, had purchased Minecraft. Yes. And so I was part of Microsoft when that whole takeover was happening. And at that time, they had a really big focus with Minecraft with learning. And so they wanted to teach kids just learning in general. And what they kind of tried to go for was coding because of the redstone. Because redstone literally has a cause and effect, which is what coding is. If this, then this, right? That's literally what coding is. Yeah. If this, then that. Because it's all just... Or else or stuff like that. Yeah, kind of things. And that's what they were able... And I was part of those like groups that taught the kids... I was able to be a part of the teams that like taught kids and did these classes, and it was really, really cool. And then you post this announcement, and I kind of want you to explain a little bit because how are you going to use Minecraft to teach Minecraft, Minecraft, Minecraft to teach languages? Uh, I believe it's like already actually being done at um, um, basically from what I've read, it's like they have a museum in some part of the world. I don't remember where. It's out like kind of like the Sweden, where I think it's, it might be Sweden because that's where Notch uh, created it. I, I don't really recall because there was like so much information. I was going through all the articles and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and I ended up on this Minecraft article. Um, anyways, um, they have like a museum somewhere. Then essentially in the museum, like you can learn from the stuff there. So they thought like, why not make a virtual museum of it? Mm-hmm. And then like you could actually use VR mm-hmm. to enter the museum. And look around, mm-hmm. and you could actually. And Minecraft learn. does have VR, and it's nauseating as crap. I've played it, like you start your head starts spinning. I threw up when I played. It. Like I threw up at work. It was awesome. <laughs> yeah, you can move around and um, interact with all the objects in the museum. And I'm just thinking, it's like that right there could actually be something developed more. It's like this over here is a pollo, and then a chicken spawns. That's a that's a great idea. So if that's the case, like, again, I think that's awesome, especially because if you can get fundamental lang- parts of the language built in, like just conversational, I think it's a really, really cool idea. Like Minecraft is becoming, whether you love Minecraft or hate it, and I think it's a great... Minecraft's like available on every platform. Yeah, it is available on every platform. I think it's a great IP just because of how creative you can be. Like some of these Minecraft it's builds are awesome. It's literally like limited by your imagination. Yeah, and, and it's just squares, you know. But it's not just that. Like you've also like you're not limited by anything in the IP. And there are like there's also the mini games that you can play, servers. There's so much that can be done there with Minecraft. And it's like Man, it's just a great game. And uh, they're coming with uh, augmented reality for Minecraft as well. Yep. Where you could go around building stuff in the real world, kind of yep. like Pokemon Go. Yeah, with HoloLens and different things like that. They've showed it. I got to play around with HoloLens where they kind of showed us. We couldn't do it, but they showed us kind of what it would look like. So you could like go in a table and a Minecraft world would spawn. And you would have Steve, and you could control where Steve went. And you could break blocks for Steve. And you could build things for Steve. And it was pretty, pretty cool. Just kind of the, like, what it looked like. Yeah, and it's like, with Minecraft, like, and this language learning thing, and I, and I believe they went to Microsoft themselves and talked about it, and they're Minecraft. actually, like, building, like, something to develop it. Well, yeah, Microsoft owns it now. 
Like, it's not like they just own the studio. No, like they, no, no, own, they it. own Minecraft, yeah. yeah and like that's why like, they were talking about it. Yeah, like, it's a, it's, a, it's a... Minecraft is one of the more important IPs for... And, and again, for you gotta think about, like, Microsoft. today's, like, attention span. Kids can't keep their attention, like, on anything. Now, if Kids? You, anybody and, can and, keep and, anything. Uh, no attention. attention can be kept in the 21st century. Dude, we've got the we attention span of squirrels. Span. No, yeah. goldfish has a better attention span. I think their <laughs> average attention span is half a second. Yeah, and um, just think about it. It's like having an interactive like world as a game to learn. Like, I think it's like a huge step. I agree with you. I think it's a really, really big deal. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of places where it can go, and there's so much potential for the learning capabilities. Of, you know, of Minecraft. It's incredible. I, I, I honestly love it. And I think it's a, I think it's a really, really cool uh, thing that what we're seeing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's, it's a, it's a really, really interesting thing where we're going to see, man, we've talked about games a lot. Let's, let's hop off of this game. Yeah. Um, you've heard about, um. Swamp Thing, right? Oh, I'm so excited. I know that they dropped the trailer. They I refuse just, to watch they it. They just dropped the trailer for I refuse. Series, and it's coming out Friday. I refuse to I refuse to watch any of the trailers. Man, this is the one thing that I'm actually excited about. Like, and honestly it looked, speaking, it looked amazing. this is what's going to get me to watch Titans. Uh, what's the other one that you like? Doom Patrol. That Doom, just ended, right? Yeah, like, this ended. last week. Doom Patrol. Um... And eventually, because they're going to put Hush up on there, and Hush is my favorite Batman story. Uh, oh, like yeah, the comic. Hush movie coming out. Oh, We're also getting, thing. isn't it, Supreme Leader Superman? Supreme Leader Superman. We're getting we're getting Evil Superman. Oh, uh, Injustice. No, it's no. not Injustice. Man, I literally just saw the ad for it on Instagram. Whatever. I think it's, it's like a metal Superman face kind of thing where apparently he goes bad, which is... I think we should talk no, about no, it. I, I think that's already released. Is it already released? Uh, I don't. It might be. I might. Superman, I, like, there's like four different Supermans or something like that. I, I, it could be already released, but like, I'll, I'll catch up when Swamp Thing comes out. Yeah. Because Swamp Thing is gonna be the thing that's finally gonna get me to like to download the DC Universe app. <laughs> because it just looked like, dude, that first little teaser trailer with her laying there and then Swamp Thing appears. It looked so good. And from the trailer, it does look like a chilling horror to watch. See, not a big fan of the chilling horror. I like suspense thrillers. Not a big fan of the... I want to see where they go with horror. Like, what do you mean with horror? I'm not like gore horror. I don't horror. want jump not, scares. Not, not gore horror. I, feel, I don't feel like jump scares. I just feel like natural terror kind of horror. I think it's just... So it's a thriller movie. Yeah, kind it's that Like, well, thriller show. That's what I... If it's that, I'm super excited. I want it to be dark, edgy, and... Like and super that's what suspenseful. So well. Dude, they're so good at dark and edgy. Can we talk about this Deadpool. really quickly? <laughs> I really, really want to talk about this. We've had this conversation like thirty times, like privately, but but we have to talk Brightburn. Brightburn. Oh my gosh, we just watched so, it recently. So we went and we watched Brightburn and Aladdin on the same day, um, because. Well, they we dropped around to. the same time. Well, because we wanted to, and because we can, because we have AMC stubs. So let's yeah, go watch the movies, go. right? But Brightburn, for those of you who don't know, Brightburn is a rated R film based in. It's a story about a boy. It's based in Kansas. Let Let me know if this reminds you of anything. 
<laughs> it's a story about two parents who desperately want to have a child, and they can't. Oh, they're in Kansas, by the way, if you didn't get that. Um, <laughs> and they can't, and it sucks for them. Oh, man. And then one faithful night, a spaceship crashes on their farm. And oh, it's, my. And in this spaceship is a humanoid child. And so they claim it as their own and raise it. And golly us, this super this kid has superpowers. Remind you of anything? Yeah, it should. It's literally the story of Superman. <laughs> they just took Superman and made him a bad guy, which is brilliant. Like it was fantastic. Like just, just like how they like showed all of Carl R. Kent's like choices in life taken in a different direction. Man, literally. The breakdown, the plot analysis on IMBD is, what if a child from another world crash-landed on Earth, but instead of becoming a hero to mankind, he proved to be something far more sinister? Are you kidding me? You literally said, what if Superman landed, but he was a jerk? <laughs> what if he just, like, wanted to kill people because they were mean to him? Like, okay, first of all, it is a horror movie. It is a horror movie, so if it you, does have gore in it. It has a lot of gore, so if you're a little squeamish, you might. So like me, I you might I, want to turn your face into those face. I absolutely did. I absolutely did. There were a couple death scenes that were pretty gruesome that I just I can't deal with like super gore, like just just for gore's sake. And I feel like the from movie the, had certain gore, sections of that. I, if I were to rate it from one to ten, it would probably be around like uh four. Okay. The gore level? Yeah, gore level. I, I'm comparing it to Saw. Man, well, I've never seen any of the Saw movies in an Saw entirety, just because I don't, scoring. I just don't think they're good plot movies. Oh no, they, the, the first, the first uh, one the, I've, the I've first heard three have great plots. They from there start going downhill. Well, I'm not gonna ever watch any of them because I can't handle any of that stuff. But again, like, okay, let me ask you this question: on a scale of one to ten, what do you rate it? Without you looking at IMDb to see what everyone else is rating it. <sighs> and you can do points, like you can do like a, a five point five or two point three. I love like these types of movies, and so my ratings will be biased. But to be honest, this rating isn't biased. I will have to rate it roughly around like a high eight point five. So eight point five is what you're giving it. Yes. So if I had to just rate the movie, I did this on my own, and now okay, I'm a little spoiled by the IMBD. I'm gonna tell you what IMBD did and then what I said. All right. IMBD gives it a 6.6. 6.6. 6.6. Rotten Tomatoes has it at a 57%, and Metacritic has it at a 45%. So it's not doing very well. Not doing well. I rated it at a 6. Not because it was a bad movie, but because the plot was un... Copy and paste. Yeah, it was just unimaginative. Like, you literally just did Man of Steel, but instead of him reacting the good guy way... For all of those situations, he reacted the bad guy. And way. that's why I think my rating was so high. I, I kind of enjoy those alternate reality kind of series. Dude, I loved the movie. Especially in the end where they have... Let me not talk about it. Because maybe people haven't watched it. But like, I don't think it's a, that much eh, of a spoiler. I still don't want to spoil yeah. anything. It's brand new. Let's let people watch it. Again, my thing is... I had such high hopes for it because of the writers. Because of the Gun Brothers. Right, and we know I think it's Mark Gunn is really, really well known for doing the. I think it's Mark Gunn is very, very popular for doing the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. Uh, never mind, this is not the right one. Well, one <laughs> of the Gunn brothers is very, very popular 
uh, for doing the Guardians of the Galaxy movies. And so, like, a lot of people that worked on Guardians of the Galaxy was in this. Like, the director was the guy who did Guardians of the Galaxy. Um, one of the writers, was they're related to the guy that did Guardians of the Galaxy. So it's, like, one of those things where it's just, like, I had a lot of hope for this film. I just kind of went in. It was mediocre, man. It wasn't super great, personally. I totally recommend watching it. Oh, Like, yeah. even you, with all of this. If, if you're a comic book fan, you like the DC Universe. You should just watch it just to see the different spin on Superman. And then try to come up with the how they're not getting sued by DC. Because it's <laughs> literally just Superman. It's, it's copy and paste. Like, literally just Superman. And I love the twist with Brightburn and how they came up with the name. I think that's really, really cool when you watch it in the end. Um, but it's just one of those things where it's just like, they literally just copied and pasted it. Speaking of copying and pasting it, Aladdin. The new movie. Oh, Aladdin, yes. What did you think? I found it more enjoyable than I thought it would. Okay. Without looking at it, what are you rating it? Uh, no, no. What is, what is IMBD, Metacritic, and Rotten Tomatoes rating it? <laughs> what's your guess? Where do you think they're at? And then what's your rating? Uh, what's your rating and then what's your guess what they have? All right. My rating is a seven. Okay. I assume they will be rating around five or six. For IMBD, and remember, Metacritic and Rotten Tomatoes do percentages. Percentage. So just give one percentage for the both like, of them. Like mm, 60. 60? You're really close. IMBD gives it a 7.2, Metacritic a 54, and Rotten Tomatoes a 58. Um, I agree. I agree. I think that um, there were things I think the casting was well, done well. I, I went in expecting Will Smith as Genie to not be good. I know. Um, because the trailers do such a bad job at portraying it. And I think that was intentional. I, feel I don't like, know if it was intentional. I feel like they wanted you to think like, oh, Will Smith's going to be bad in this movie. He's not going to do justice to uh, uh, Robin Williams. Dude, why would you intentionally say this guy's not going to do justice to the guy exactly. who did it the first time? I think they want nah. – I think they wanted like, to bring that like, expectation low just to like completely throw the ball over your head. Uh, absolutely not. That's not Disney's way. They want to blow you away with the trailer and then blow you away when you come see the movie. And I think that's what they tried to do. And they just failed. No, my thing is, you have to think about the um, the the Prince Ali Ali Ababa, uh, Ababa, Ababa, Ali Ababa. <laughs> the song, like again, that's one of the things that yeah, I had like beef they, with. They released the Twitter version. If you, have you watched the Twitter version? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's just a, essentially, intro. it just shows Will Smith walking in, like pointing left and pointing right. And I essentially thought, like, where's the teleportation? Where's the transformation? transformation and it was like a huge letdown but again like look one i just think the thing with the movie is if you did a shot for shot line for line remake song for song remake of this new of aladdin and i get it if you want to add a couple of new songs do that yeah Absolutely. Which they did. Which and, they did, and, and they I were great songs. Yeah. I think they were great songs. I think it's a great soundtrack. I know that Mighty already has it downloaded on her, on our Spotify. <laughs> but that being said, the original is like the songs are still better on the original. Yes, the yeah. only one that compares is A Whole New World whole because new world. they literally they sang the exact the song. Thing. It was the exact same song. Uh, me and my sister were literally singing it in the theaters. Well, I was and too. the girl next to us was singing it with us. Yeah, like again. I was too. Like, but the thing is, is like, I know Aladdin is probably my number one or number two favorite Disney movie, like right of all Lion time. King. It's it's tied with Lion King for me. 
So I know the words to every single Aladdin song, and I'm not ashamed of it. I know the girl parts too. Oh, it's yeah. great. But that being said, like when I want to sing along, like why did they do Prince Ali so slow? Dude, it's so slow. It's like Prince no, no, Ali, no. mighty is he, and it's just like no, like it's, I, no, it's they faster. I feel, I feel like they want to do like a, a hip hop like like kind of. I get it. No, but I understand well, what you want to go really, Fresh Prince because the, the you've got the thing, Fresh Prince. The but one thing I hated was um, the market uh, one step. One step ahead of the... Dude, I hated all of them. Like, it got it me so, so mad. Oh, my gosh. Even the You've Never Had a Friend Like Me. It was a great... It was a great showmanship. It was great showmanship, but the song was still wrong. Yeah. Like, I understand you want to have dancing in it, like, and you should absolutely you should in a movie like that you gotta have dancing moments yes. in it like this is a musical you gotta do high school you gotta high school music it up high school musical yeah but dude just add some interludes in the songs that already exist don't ruin don't Something ruin that's not broken exactly and push away not closer um, but it's a again it's one of those things where i think they casted it really well i enjoyed the crap out of the movie i would watch it again but it was very enjoyable but that being said, I agree with kind of what they said. I think IMBD has it a little high at 7.4. I agree more with Rotten Tomatoes and Metacritic. I think it's more in that 50-60 range than it is that 70-80 range. Do they have it at 7.4? Like, that's pretty highly yeah, but rated. I feel like the IMDb ratings are essentially based off what the... Uh, what do you say? Public? The public thinks of it. But so is Rotten Tomatoes. Well, Rotten Tomatoes are more uh, sensitive towards critics. No, but Rotten Tomatoes has the score for the critics. They have a critic score? And, and then... A, uh, and the one that I was talking about is the public score. Public score, really? Yeah. And so it's just like... Like, dude, like you... If you want to do a movie like this, you have to do it like Beauty and the Beast. Beauty shot and the for Beast, shot, shot remake. Shot for shot with all the song songs song. similar. Extremely okay, well, maybe it's not shot for shot, but it's line for line. Line for line, yes. Because you can't do a shot for shot remake with some yeah, of those there, things. There because were, the, there were some changes with the the the, the prince. Not just no, that, no, no, but prince, like, but guy. like, but like the whole thing is is like, the, like the animation in the original movie is a little bit crazy. Like you can't have some of that stuff going on. I also haven't seen Beauty and the Beast. Don't didn't really care. But that being I was such a great movie. But that being said, it's still like. Dude, just do a shot for shot remake. That's why I'm so scared about Lion King. I'm so like I've, I've said it a no, million I times. No, I feel like the Lion King's actually gonna be a shot for shot, song for song I remake. I, I don't know, man. Because it's completely CGI. I don't know. I'm is super it, scared. I don't think it's completely. Is it completely? Completely CGI. CGI. It's completely CGI. They have no reason to alter anything. Dude, I'm super scared. I'm super scared. Like I, I, I don't ruin Lion King. Uh, I feel like it's gonna. Don't ruin Lion King. I feel like it's gonna be like if it does well. I feel like it could actually catch up. To Avengers in the box office. I don't think so. I don't think so. Dude, Avengers hasn't even caught Avatar yet. Talk, let's talk about that a little okay, bit. Okay, they're a hundred grand off. Like, go watch Avengers before it's gone. Uh -huh. Please, we need a new number yeah, one movie. But I feel like we still have like three more months before it actually gets out of them. Absolutely not. We've got like another two weeks at the tops. No. no. Dude, movies don't stay in theaters that long anymore. Yes. Um, all Especially the, all, Disney all the Marvel movies. movies. All the Marvel movies have at least stayed for four months. It's only been two months. I don't know if they say that long. Dude, with how many movies weeks, are coming out? 20 weeks. How much is 20 weeks? I don't know. Four, eight. 20 to 22 weeks. Or That's five months. 
There we go. Dude, there's no way they stay that long. Yes, I, I checked it. I, I confirmed. That's it how long they're staying is 20 weeks confirmed? 22, 22 weeks are all the Marvel movies been in the theater. Or, or at least the later. So one. they've got, we've got, we. I think this is week nine. I think this when, is when, week when nine. Did, um, when did uh, Captain Marvel come out? I have no idea. It's still in the theaters. No, but it's it's certain indie theaters. It's, that doesn't count. But it's still in the theaters. No, dude, like, that's indie Which theaters. Means it doesn't can count. Still make money towards the box office. Dude, I don't care if West Orange Five has it. They're not affect. West Orange Five is not affecting Avengers revenue numbers. Like, dude, they yeah, could yeah, have. Yeah, but this- one dollar here and there across the nation will affect it. John, dude, like, like let's say a hundred theaters keep it for longer than that. Like, they're not affecting that number, like, even in the slightest. They're not even adding $10,000. A hundred thousand is nothing compared to how much they already made. I agree. Dude, I think they'll beat it. I on it. Dude, they're so freaking They close. are number two domestically and number two worldwide. They need to catch up to I don't Star think, Wars. I don't think they catch Star Wars. And I think Star Wars is going to – the new Star Wars, the, the Skywalker it. saga, I think that that passes – Avengers Endgame domestically. I don't know if it passes it, like, internationally. No, the, probably internationally. I mean, worldwide, I'm sorry. Worldwide, I won't. But it might, like, no, actually it'll, do it domestically. It'll destroy it domestically. I predict one, it, it I predict last, one uh, billion Star plus. In, uh, in, in the Skywalker saga. Skywalker saga. That's what it's the last one in that saga. So but I again, feel it's kind of, kind of like an Avenger Endgame for Star Wars. Yeah, it is. It is. It's an Endgame for Star Wars. And that's the thing, is we're going to have... Dude, it's it. Th- so we have yet to have a movie domestically pass a billion. Star Wars was close. They were at nine hundred and sixty million. I think that was the number. It's nine hundred and something million dollars. But that being said, I think the new Star Wars does it. I think it does it. I think they. Beat it will it. be quite something if they hit the billion. I think they beat it. Like, just. Like, let me look at it right now. Domestically, I have it pulled up. They have... Oh, man. Why can't I click on the thing? They have $936 million. I think they pass it. I think the new Star Wars passes it. I think they hit a billion. I think they hit a billion plus. And I think that'll be a huge achievement for film. First movie to domestically in the U.S. beat a billion? It'll be huge. Huge. I, I feel like people will just watch it again just because they hit the billion. No, I, th- it will, dude, I think it will become. Big, I like, know for a fact news. I'm watching it in theaters at least double digit times. It's Star Wars. It's my favorite movie. Nine hundred thirty six thousand for Star Wars: no, The Force Awakens. Million. Nine hundred thirty six million. My bad. Sorry. Nine hundred thirty six thousand is probably the budget. <laughs> Not even. It's probably like a backup characters like salary. How long was it even in theaters? Doesn't matter. Like, that's unimportant information. Um, I know you're excited about this, but It Chapter 2, they just oh, dropped the trailer. yes. The trailer looks fantastic. Is, are they? Did the original It have a second movie? Uh, yes, I believe so. And so, so is this just a continuation, like, kind of like the – is it just uh, a remake of 2? I, I think is it's it a new story? I think it's essentially uh, kind of like the books. Oh, I don't know anything. This is a Stephen King novel, right? Yeah, Stephen King novel. Did you hear about the new Stephen King novel that's becoming a movie? No. N O four S A something. Apparently, it's horrifying. Like well, I'm probably gonna watch because I love Stephen King's horror stuff. Sh- like, but like, apparently, it's truly, death-defyingly 
horrifying to the point that Stephen King has come out and said himself that this is the movie he truly believes in, like, that will make you crap your pants. <laughs> like, I, like no, apparently King it's horrible. Everyone in the and by horrible, I mean, like, like horrifying, yeah. not bad. Yeah. Um, Stephen King is everyone's uh, movies with Pet Cemetery, Black Tower, um, Dark, Dark Tower that came out a few years ago. Dude, all of his movies, be- like all of his and, books, and become Dark Tower is actually Black. I don't know something like something Tower. Anyways, the Tower book is getting uh, TV adaptation. Dude, dude, dude and if I you if you're ever in doubt, if you're ever in doubt, and you want to write your first thing, just take a Stephen King novel, read it through and through, and make an adaptation for it. Someone I know, will buy it. It's like if you're gonna write a horror, read Stephen King stuff. Not just that, dude. Literally take one of his books, adapt it to a fu- a film script. Pitch it to any producer and you'll make millions. <laughs> like it's not that hard, especially if you can get Stephen King to sign off on it. Like it's not that hard, like at all. Speaking of things that I don't think are that impressive, because I don't think I think Stephen King is impressive. I don't know if the new It is going to be that impressive. Uh, I heard this new horror thing is going to be pretty impressive. Jessica Jones finale, we're getting that soon. Yeah, June fourteenth, season three, four, season three, three. They're going to be the last Marvel thing on the Netflix. Yeah, so season three, it's exciting. The last one. It Hopefully, a, it, it wraps like it up. A thriller. Well, that's what Jessica Jones yeah, is always going to be. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of exciting. I think that's pretty cool. Jessica Jones is always my favorite of the Marvel Netflix series. Really? Yeah. Daredevil I, I, was mine. I really enjoyed uh, Jessica Jones the most. I think I think Jessica Jones' first season was really good. Season two, I had a really hard yeah, time getting through. Yeah, season two was a little bit dra- draggy, but you know, like I just, it, it, it was I didn't so feel crazy. like they had a compelling enough of a story. Like I didn't care about Jessica Jones. But I feel like season three is going to do justice. Yeah, I don't Since know. Since it is the last Marvel thing. I don't know. I, I think they want to reap, you know, before they leave. I think Daredevil was the best one that they have. But again, we'll see. I think it's very interesting to see it. Um, I have to catch up on all that stuff. Like, I haven't seen season two of Luke Cage. Uh, Luke Cage is something I need to watch. I haven't even watched season one. Well, it's, that, it's that's pretty the good only one, one I've been watched. Season one's pretty good. If you watched Mainly Iron Fist and you haven't watched Luke Cage, you've made a mistake. <laughs> uh, alien prequel in development. We've already got pictures and stuff of it, yeah. which is pretty cool. Um, that's pretty exciting to keep on it, uh, keep on top of it. Dude, it's just another alien movie. And don't we have another Predator movie coming out too? I think so. It's like a Predator, Predator, Predator like, prequel. Oh, and maybe? then we have Terminator Six. I was like, come up with something new. Like, like the only movies that should keep going are the John Wick movies. Keep those going forever. Especially with John Wick 3. I love John Wick, man. We just rewatched John Wick 1 and 2. I only watched 1. I haven't watched 2 or 2. 2 is so good. Like, it's it's one of the... Like, it's bad, but it's great. Because it's, like, it's just, like, so much action, and it's so ridiculous. And if you know anything about firearms, you're watching that, and you're like, this is ridiculous. But I love every second of it. And, like, and then, like, last night, I watched The Matrix again, just to watch more Keanu Reeves. Cause oh, like, I love Matrix Keanu. is a great movie. But it's just, like... And I love the story behind I The kinda, Matrix. I kind of miss, like, movies going for the story. I feel like they're aiming more for CGI than newer movies. It's not that. Like, CGI gives you capabilities of storytelling that you didn't have before. Yeah, so I feel tools... like they're, they're too reliant on it. What do, what do you expect? Yeah, Those old movies, they didn't have, like, Matrix is not a visually well, like, be- like, good like, movie. Even compared to True Jurassic, the Jurassic, like the Jurassic from 19... 19- Whatever. Well, that's the, just bad story Jurassic writing. World. That's just bad story it's not writing. Not just not about the CGI in general. It's like, well, that wasn't CGI. That was no, actual exa- puppets exactly. that were made. Like if you compare, like there were some CGI in the yeah for like the yeah, like if you compare the two um, CGI, 
you could actually see like a huge difference. I feel like the 1980s version did it so much better. False. Look at look look at the two. Just look at the two different. I agree. Jurassic World is much better visually. <laughs> like, dude, like that's not the argument. Like, you, there's nothing you can say to convince anyone. ILM did a beautiful job in the original Jurassic movies. I'm not gonna take that away from them. Like, they did incredible. I love ILM. I hope to one day work for ILM. They're incredible with what they do. That's not what I'm arguing here. And I don't think that's what you're arguing. I think you're trying to argue something like a point that you don't believe in because I think what you're trying to say is storytelling has gotten to the back burner. And I agree because now things are just visually appealing. Yes. Which I agree. Storytelling needs to get better. Yes. Storytelling in the past had to take precedent because things did not look good. And you know which, uh, but now that things look good, storytelling doesn't have to be so important. Go. What really has a good story is Legend of Zelda. If that gets adapted to a movie, I can see something. I'm so terrified. Uh, We've already got the TV show for Netflix. I'm terrified. I feel like it will be such amazing. I'm terrified. I don't, I don't, I haven't played any of the games, but I know there's so much lore with the Zelda universe. Dude, like, they're, and they have what, a timeline. And that's what, like, completely scares me from the Zelda universe. There's so much in it. It's not just that. Like, so. For you, like someone outside looking in, each story falls in a timeline. That's the thing. Each story leads up to a different story. There are a couple hundred years between the games. Sometimes. Sometimes it's a couple of days between the games. Like you literally end one game and you start the next game. But the thing is, is like there are timelines in The Legend of Zelda. So these games that get made, they fall in this timeline. And so like Breath of the Wild is the farthest game in the timeline. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here's where the timeline is normally. Breath of the Wild is all the way out here. So it's the farthest point. And supposedly all of the timelines merge into Breath of the Wild. Allegedly. That's the prediction. We don't know yet. But that's the thing. But my thing is, is you're right. Every single Legend of Zelda, there are a couple of ones that haven't been great. But they're all good stories. They're incredible. They're compelling. And can you, you imagine hate the, Ganon. the story with the CGI in the big theater. I'm you just have to cast the right cast and the right script writers. Terrified. It, it'll, it'll be terrifying experience, but John, imagine a Halo movie. You gonna be they, excited they, for they, that? They've already released ha- uh, Halo. No, they've released Halo Anim- series. A- Halo series. And that's different. You can do a Halo series because those are all stories that we already know about. Halo. A Halo movie that will be whole brand new story. Like that would be like, oh. like you'd be excited, but you'd also be terrified. Yes, Don't ruin would. Halo. Yes, kind of like Assassin's like what's a perfect kind of like Assassin's Creed. No, I uh, think I, Assassin's I, I, Creed I, I, was a good adapt. It was an adaptation that's different. That was never gonna be good. You have to look at a perfect IP. Like, here's a perfect example: Super Mario. Super Mario has never had a bad game, in my opinion. Yeah, but the movie was uh, pretty, but the movie's horrible. Pretty interesting. The movie's horrible it because a it's a, because you take, take some, out the Mario world. because you take something that's perfect and then you try to replicate it and you can't do it well. Mario is a perfect IP. Every game has a new thing. Every game is accepted widely. Like they're perfect in the same way that I think the Legend of Zelda games are perfect. In the same way that I don't think this Pokemon movie was good. Pokemon, the Pokemon games. Yeah, but you the, you had to give it to them. They were limited because they could only use Detective Pikachu stuff. So they can actually like. Really go into the, I want to be a trainer and stuff like that. They chose that. No, that's what they were given. 
Yeah, but like you come up like they didn't, like they, Nintendo like we, didn't Nintendo didn't go to go to a company and say you can only make a movie using Detective Pikachu. That's not what happened. Somebody made Nintendo a pitch to make a Detective Pikachu movie. They chose that. There's a difference. It's like the Matrix movies. I love this story about the Matrix movies. I can't pronounce their last name, but there's two brothers that wrote the Matrix movies, right? Yeah. They wrote a trilogy, and they went to Warner Brothers, and they pitched them the trilogy. Three movies. I think they, you told me this. I have, but I haven't told them this. I <laughs> love this story. I'll probably tell it a million times. So they pitched a trilogy. They said, we love it. Make it one movie. We're only giving you one movie. So then the brothers went back, and they were like, crap. We've got to turn three movies into one cut it down and they stripped it down and they blah, and they cut it and they gutted it and, they, and then they made one movie and then they pitched it again and Warner Brothers was like awesome let's make it and Keanu Reeves being brilliant instead of taking a salary in the movie he, I think he took I think he signed a contract where he gets a percentage of the revenue of the movie so that they didn't have to pay him as much because Keanu Reeves was expensive at the time He's a, that was a brilliant move because what happens it blows up Matrix drops Boom! It explodes. Everyone loves that movie. What does Warner Brothers do? Goes back to the two brothers and says, "Hey, those other two movies, we want to make them now." And then they were like, "That was it. That was all that, three movies. That was all three movies composed into one. That was all of them." He's like, and then Warner Brothers said, "Well, sucks to suck. Make two more movies. We want money, and that's why Matrix Two and Matrix Three exist." But I think that's a great story. Yeah. Sure. Just because it goes like, dude, like, just take a chance on something, like. Like, I think it's really hard to pitch nowadays a trilogy. It, it is. It's like... Even though I think that that's... so much people wanting to be script writers who want to go into the movie biz, but there's it's so much... It's hard to make one-hit wonders. There's, like, so much, like, tur Like, it's hard to find a diamond in the rough. I went a lot in there. I know. I got it. <laughs> I got it. I, I see what you did. But it's not about finding a diamond in the rough. I think the problem is it's hard to write a one-hit wonder that can keep going. Like, Brightburn... Brightburn's a one-hit wonder. I think they should not make a second one. I think it's great. It has potential to be. You more, can potentially but, do it, and then like if you if you want to suffer is, the wrath will, of the lawsuit. Will it be good? Well, no. The first one wasn't. The first one. Well, the first one was mediocre. Like Brightburn it was, was very okay. Enjoyable. Like it was okay. It was an amazing movie. It was enjoyable. Exactly. We also they just dropped the cast for Mulan, which I think is pretty interesting. Mulan, I think they they lot, casted it very well. A lot well. of well known actors and then a lot of actors that we don't really know a lot about so i think it's pretty cool i think that's really interesting um i feel like it's, it's like a well stacked like, it is i think it's a stacked movie like stacked, cast list. i feel like people will enjoy it i don't believe it they disney has yet to show me it a remake jackie chan in it i don't care i love jackie chan he's, yeah but he's gonna he's have to live up to hype of eddie murphy he's my second or third favorite character character or actor actor I don't know why it's a character. I'm an actor. He's my second and third. Dude, but Jackie Chan just plays Jackie, Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan in and um, what's his name? Uh, I don't know. I no, no, not Murphy. Um, Chris Tucker? No, it's Sonic. Uh, so, uh, Doctor Eggman. Oh, Jim, Jim Carrey. Carrey. Oh my gosh, I can't believe I forgot Jim Carrey's name. No, but in the same way that, in the same way that. Will Smith had to live up to the hype of Robin Williams. Yes. Are you going to live Jackie up? Chan's Jackie Chan is going to live Murphy. up to the hype of Eddie Murphy. Come, Mushu was perfect. Mushu was. Dishonor perfect. on you. Dishonor on, on your you. cow. Like, like that's, <laughs> it that's was perfect. That's my favorite line. I still yell that at Madi when I'm I'm upset at her. Dishonor on you. Dishonor on your family. Dishonor on your cow. Like that's such like he did it perfectly, and Jackie Chan has to live up to that hype. 
okay, great, he's going to be animated. We just have to look for that hype. Yeah, the voice acting is... Good luck. It's like completely different like stage. Good luck. Well, no, because Eddie Murphy had to do voice acting as well. Yeah. But it's just like, dude, like, good luck. <laughs> good luck living to that hype. Like, what are you going to do there? Like, there's it's going to be complicated for you to do and live up to that hype. And I think we've been going for quite some time. Uh, I want to end with, with this last yes, thing. Well, uh, these last – it's 1A, 1B. 1A, one 1A. leads into the other. Yeah. I'm not a fan, personally, of Stranger Things. I've never seen a single episode of Stranger Things. But we're getting season three. July 4th, 4th of July. Fireworks, guys. We're getting, we're getting season three. And there's this big promotional push for season three. Let me do it. Here's a little hint if you guys want to guess. It takes place in 1983 season three. Okay, you're 85. never gonna you're never gonna guess because I didn't even know this thing existed. We went back and forth for like a couple minutes because I thought he was talking about something different, and we like legitimately I had an argument with you. So, here's the story. All right. In 1985, Pepsi was kind of the dominating beverage in the world. In the cola, yeah. Right? In that cola world. Because it's sweeter. Personally, I prefer Coke, but it was yes. sweeter. So what Coca-Cola did is they came out with New Coke, where essentially they transitioned from the Mexican sugar Coca-Cola into corn syrup, and they changed the recipe. It was the first time they had ever done that. And the thing is that um, they did lots and lots of tests before they released it. They wanted to perfect it to make it better than, like Pepsi in general. They had lots of um blind te- um blind taste tests with the original Coke recipe, the new Coke and Pepsi, and people always chose more people chose the new Coke recipe. Like it was a dominant, dominating. Yeah, it was a dominant factor in those blind taste tests, which is awesome. But they released it, and everyone was like, "Okay, this is great, but where's old Coke?" And the the thing that made like new Coke flop was how they released new coke they essentially said we are stopping the old coke we are yeah, not but like, gonna out make of it nowhere anymore. and here's the new recipe deal with it that's essentially what they did like you have to phase it out or just sell both like you couldn't just sell both so essentially it flopped the whole public got enraged because of it so then they went back to the old recipe but Instead of going back to sugar, where the there's the cane sugar, which is a bit more expensive, they stuck with corn syrup, and that's the Coke that we've had for the last 30, 40 years. years. Yeah, right. It's been a long time. We've had this Coke for a long, long time. So what we've decided to do, because in honor of Stranger Things, Coke partnered up with Stranger Things and released a promotional that you can buy in Coke.com-1985. You can buy new versions of the old new Coke. Yeah, exactly. You, you, Man, you try to say that one. New <laughs> versions of old, old new, new Coke. Coke. Yeah. Gosh, that's difficult to say. Well, you could buy it for like $20. You get two cans of the new Coke, a Coke, and a Coke Zero, I believe. You get a whole bunch of whatever. Um, so what we've decided to do, we thought it'd be really interesting, is to kind of try to replicate what it would be like 
to be, be in blind, one of those blind yeah. taste tests back in the 1980s. But we wanted to implement it with more. Well, because now Coke has a bigger lineup. They, they have a bigger lineup. We wanted to increase the lineup. So what we're going to do, and we're going to have to wait because the shipping time on this is going to take some time. So yeah, it's like going to take a couple weeks. weeks. Something like that. What we're going to do is we're going to do a blind taste test of all of the Cokes. And we're going to, one, rank them. Right? Rank them in order of what we like. Guess what they are. Guess what they are. And just kind of find out what's the best Coke out there. So we're going to have a blind taste test. We're doing Coke, Mexican Coke, New Coke, Pepsi, Coke Pepsi, Life, Coke Life, and Coke the Zero. Pe- and, and the Pepsi version of Coke Life. What is it? Pepsi. Forever. Pepsi like something like that. Um, we might, I don't know if we do that. I think we should just do all of the Cokes and then Pepsi. Just as the hidden factor. Yeah, just 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 to see. Just, just to replicate the test back there. I think I can guess. I think I'll know exactly which one is which. I don't know. I I feel like it's gonna be a hard like way to because decide Pepsi from uh Pe- Pepsi from the new Coke recipe. I don't think so. I don't think but so. It's, but they're similar. They're both sweet, and you never. You we've never you, had you, the you new gen- Coke. You you in general never drink Pepsi. Well, I do. It's at my work. That's the soda at my work. I drink Pepsi almost every day. Oh, See, I so, prefer So Coke. me, I never drink Pepsi. So I'm going like blind because I've never had like both of them. I've had well, Pepsi. I've never had the new Coke. Dude, I just think they're such distinct flavors. I'll be able to catch it. Like I think Coke Zero is so different from Coke. I've never had Coke Life, and I won't have it until we get there. But – I'm excited to do this. I wanted to see how we rank it and how we figure it out and kind of how we get it going and what kind of scores we give it and what we think is the best. Yeah. But I'm really excited. Just some cool new different content on there. Um, another thing that uh, we're going to be doing, expect uh, shortly, is we talked about it, is Critics Corner. Um, we're going to be doing a Critics Corner for Aladdin. So expect that soon. Um, I think. Think. And might do a critics corner for a lot. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll see if we can set up the set to where it makes because sense. Because honestly, for us. Uh, it's getting more difficult than we thought it was. It is not that it's more difficult than we thought it was. It's easy. It's, it's just, just that it's like a the, production. It's, it's like we, a huge we, like mess with our schedules. Uh, Tio got a new job, so it's kind of like we literally work opposite schedules. Opposite schedules, so it's kind of hard to get together and actually do it. Yeah, so we're working on it. We haven't forgot about the Game of Thrones episode. We're going to get that done. We couldn't do it because there's schedules. so much factors. Schedules. In. So we're going to get that done. We do want to get it done. It's looking like it's just going to be me and him, uh, me and you doing it. Um, we're going to try to see if we can fit Madi's schedule into it. But if we can't, it's just going to be us. So that will come out soon. And um, before, uh, before we leave the Stranger Things thing, do you know they were releasing a new comic based um Stranger Things 6? It's a prequel of the Stranger Things series. Where instead of eleven, it's gonna be about six, because eleven is the girl with superpowers, and that. I didn't know that there was a girl with superpowers. Yeah, essentially that's what. Uh, it's a whole story. There's a girl with superpowers. Yeah, that's essentially. Isn't she good at arcade games? I don't know. I don't. Uh, know. I don't think so. Dude, I, 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 I think you're thinking about. Uh, they play Dungeons and Dragons. I'm thinking you're thinking about the other Netflix animated series. It's not an animated series. I'm almost positive it's Stranger Things because it's the guy, the kid with the no tongue. Aren't they like addicted to Dig Dug? Man, I don't know. Anyways, I don't uh, watch Stranger if, you, if you're a Stranger Things fan, you're definitely going to probably enjoy this uh, new comic series releasing, Stranger Things 6. Yeah, so go check it out. Um, let us know what you guys uh, think we should talk about next, if there's anything that you want us to focus on. 
there's anything that you wanted to do, um, also let us know what you guys thought in the comment section below. We'd love to get you guys involved and uh, kind of just get your opinions on things. And so let us know. Um, thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. All of the other good things. Um, my name's Tigo. My name's John. Bye. <laughs>